Here he comes. We're blocking off everything. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. That video right there went viral on Twitter. You might think that that makes me political, MAGA, Republican, but you would be wrong because the Jonathan Kogan Show is the largest, the largest apolitical movement in human history. We are against nuclear war. We are pro-peace. We are pro-being nice to thy neighbor. We are pro-love. We are anti-violence. And we are anti-politics. So we're trying to bring a political movement into the mainstream, into politics, and take it over and take our earth back. So thank you, everyone, for joining me. I'm glad that you're here. If you're new to the show because of this crazy world one of the past couple of weeks with East Palestine coverage and just trying to get the truth out there, citizen journalism, which, by the way, is clearly the new paradigm of media. People now know when they want the truth, they go to citizen journalists because that is the only way to get the real information. The corporate media has fused with the government, which is the technical definition of fascism, which brings me to my first clip. This is from today, Jordan Peterson show with Jay Bacharya, who is a friend of the show and was on the podcast. So you can go back and listen to that episode with Jay fantastic person and i want to play this clip where they define fascism we throw fascism this fascism, but let's just talk about what things are objectively without political leanings okay this is a very important clip and it ties back with what happened you know during the whole uh airborne virus thing but this is a very very important clip uh it's it's articulated very very well and of course because it has jay bachari and he's a friend of the show we want to share the clip so take a listen here to what they defined, what's going on, and how they silence the opposition, how they try and silence the Jonathan Kogan show. It also defined for everybody who's listening and watching what fascism means technically. So fascist means to bind together. And the fascist ethos is something like unity of corporation, government, and media at the highest levels of, of uh, function. And so the idea is essentially that the uh, a, a triumvirate acting as a unity at those high levels can be extraordinarily efficient. And if it's benevolent, there's the rub, then it can march forward, you know, with unparalleled success. And you get people like our appalling prime minister admiring the CCP, for example, for its ability to move forward on the environmental front without, you know, paying attention to such niceties as, let's say, parliament and public opinion. And that's that delusion of fascist deficiency. And the thing about United Systems is they can move very, very quickly when they need to. And that's well and good if they're moving in the right direction. But the right direction is hard to determine. And if they're moving in the wrong direction, then God help us all. And this collusion between the social media uh, companies and the security apparatus and the broader media world, which is still occurring because they won't cover the Twitter files, is fascist in the highest order and it's definitely a threat to the integrity of well i would say proper governance worldwide but certainly proper governance within the united states
It's appalling beyond belief. I think part of the reason the public hasn't woken up to it, this is certainly true in Canada. Canadians would rather believe, for example, that the trucker convoy was run by mega-inspired American Republicans who wanted to destabilize Canadian democracy, which is what our bloody prime minister told them. They would actually... Jordan, they had bouncy houses. They had bouncy houses for kids. I mean, they had like Sikh Sikh music. and I mean, it was like... Well, there's a huge coterie of Sikh truckers in Canada. Yeah, well, Canadians would rather believe that, though, that this was a conspiratorial enterprise. Um, motivated really by and funded by mega Americans. This is the Canadian narrative. Most Canadians still believe that, 51%. And the reason they still believe that is because it's easier to believe that than it is to believe that you can't, that your 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 leaders, Christia Freeland, Justin Trudeau, Jagmeet Singh, are compromised entirely by their globalist utopian agenda and lying about absolutely everything. And that you can't trust the legacy media anymore. And Canadians just, they're not capable of swallowing that bitter pill. And like, I can understand why, you know, in our country and in yours too, to large degree, the fundamental institutions have been reasonably trustworthy for a long time. And then to understand that, no, you have to now go out and you have to go and ferret out the truth and that there are conspiracy-like actions proceeding on all sorts of domains. It's like, well, it's no wonder people don't can't go there with ease. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't want to believe it either. Well, right. I mean, it's, it's, until I until I see it, I, I, I'm, not, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume the best of of people. But when you see the uh, the federal government acting in this way. In, in direct violation of fundamental commitments to civil rights, like free speech. Um, and, and, you know, it's there in emails in black and white uh, where, and, you know, it's, and, and the, the way that they convey it, it's, it's as if they, that it's so obvious that they're doing the right thing. Oh yeah, we, we just suppressed this because they, we didn't want people to be harmed by this bad information. Well, how do you know this information is bad? Well, that, th- this is the question. Like, I, I now virtually instantly dis anyone who uses the word misinformation or the word disinformation. It's like, I see you, you think there's some gold standard by which factual information can be revealed that its validity can be revealed. That's just self-evident. You can set up some fact finding committee committee that can just differentiate between the true facts and the false facts. It's like, why do we need the scientific enterprise then if it's so bloody obvious? And why is there political discussion? Well, no, no, there's misinformation and we need committees to, to deal with it and to suppress it, which they certainly did it at Twitter. Jordan, it's a, it's a new dark age, right? That was, the, that was the feature of the old dark age, was that there was a, a, a high clarity that could just inerringly distinguish truth from falsity. And 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 suppress falsities for the benefit of the public at large, right? That that is the age we are currently living in. Yeah, well, it's a degenerate. It's a degenerate theocracy. So that is what I have been talking about and articulating. Go back and listen to 158 episodes of the Jonathan Cogan Show. You will hear. Do not trust people that use dis and misinformation. Understand the origins of, the, of those words. It came from the Soviet Union. It was used to discredit people that were against the establishment and the narrative and against the agenda of the centralized power. 
And that literally we are on the brink of another dark ages if the people don't wake up. The whole point of this apolitical movement is to tell people this isn't politics. These truckers weren't MAGA. Free speech isn't MAGA. Okay? <laughs> like, not wanting social media companies to collude with the federal government to suppress any speech is not MAGA. Okay? It is human. It is human. But immediately, if you do anything that is against the totalitarian agenda of the regime, whatever that regime is, they slander you as far right wing conspiracy theorists. But if there's anything we've learned up to this point is that we've been telling the truth because we don't have political leanings. It's impossible. We're apolitical. So that so you don't trust people to say mis and disinformation. And we are teetering on the brink of another dark ages. Don't forget, Rome fell then there were a thousand years of dark ages. It is possible. Know your history. You don't want centralized power controlling speech. Point blank. That is a great clip and very relevant. Now I want to go back to East Palestine. Okay. Big coverage, massive coverage. Uh thank you, Owen. Thank you to many others, but particularly Owen again, having me on, covering the truth, doing a great job, real journalism, respect. Just you got to call, got to call spade a spade, right? That's the phrase. You got to point out the truth tellers out there. That's just the way it is. And that is how you find out where, that's how people are finding out where to get information. They look at someone's track record. They go to the John and the Cohen show. They look at the Rolodex all the episodes. Oh my God. Wow. 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 He was, he was always right. That's amazing. Now I can trust him. And then I say, Oh, okay. You can go listen to Owen. He's trustworthy. Then you have another person for other information. And it's an extension of people that you trust. It's a new kind of distributed ledger of media outlets that you know you can trust whether it's youtube whether it's podcast that's the way this whole distributed like kind of intel network of media is kind of playing out that's how i'm finding people when i watch someone and i like i trust the duran right because they've been telling the truth they've been historically right especially on the russia ukraine deal and so they associate themselves with jimmy Dore. jimmy Dore is a truth teller and you can expand and expand and expand and pbd had jimmy Dore on opposite sides of the spectrum of the political aisle both tell the truth. I trust both of them. Fantastic people to watch. You can branch out and subscribe to other people. You have to seek out truth. You cannot watch the legacy media. You cannot read the legacy media. It's all propaganda. It's all lies. We are in wartime. And if you know anything about wartime, like World War II, it's all propaganda. They merged with Hollywood. It's all propaganda. People just have been alive through the most peaceful time in history. And they have lost sight of the fact that this can happen again. Violence. Okay. And, and propaganda and, and, and nefarious activities. Well, we're back, baby. The time is back. It's okay. It's okay. Just recognize it and seek truth. That's it. You got to wake up the masses. And that's why I suggest you share the John the Cogan show, which is a plug. And also, if you want to donate, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy, $5.99 a month. That'd be awesome. But do as you wish. Subscribe to the YouTube and Rumble channel, by the way. And at KOGZ on, on uh, Twitter, if you're not following on Twitter. I also post these on Twitter. But, uh, okay, let's get back to it. So, East of Palestine, do you know what happened when they were sending experts to go test the, the water and the site at East Palestine to make sure it's safe? They were sending experts. Well, get that. You know what? Let me just play the clip first. They were sending experts to East Palestine, and this happened. And pay close attention here to where they flew from. Okay? Not a conspiratorial tour podcast. Just listen. We have breaking news tonight of a plane crash in Little Rock, Arkansas. Just minutes ago, we learned the people on board were actually headed here to Northeast Ohio to help clean up the Oakwood Village explosion from Monday. All five people on board 
worked for an environmental consulting firm. The plane took off from the Clinton National Airport around noon and was headed for John Glenn Columbus International Airport. Right now, we are digging into the story. We'll have much more on air and online as soon as we learn it. So, East Palestine toxicology test relies on controversial consulting firm accused of serving corporate interests rather than public health. So, they were flying out people and they flew from, of all places, this is crazy, the Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport. And what just happened? A former Clinton associate, I should pull this up, a former Clinton associate found dead of suicide tied to a tree with a gunshot wound with no gun. This is real, okay? This is crazy. This is real. By the way, you want to find someone who's trustworthy on this stuff? Follow Whitney Webb. Very reliable source on this stuff. You got to see. Got, so, okay, I can't pull it up right now. But the same people that have people that drop like flies from suicide around them, these Clintons, all of a sudden these people come from the Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport. It's just strange. We're not saying that it's definitive because I can't prove that and we don't lie on this podcast. I'm just saying it's strange and you should perk your ears up and say, that's strange. Perhaps I should read into it like the good old days, which is do your own research, which Sam Harris says is not for you because you're too dumb. You're too dumb to do your own research because you're a peasant. Literally, Sam Harris literally just put out a quote on his Instagram that said something along those lines of people cannot do their own research. They're not experts. And it's created a whole thing of misinformation around jabs and all this other stuff. He's lost his mind. I hope he finds his way back. Um, okay, so... Yeah, so uh, got disconnected for a second. Sorry about that. But yeah, Sam Harris has lost his mind. I hope he finds his way back because we allow anybody into the apolitical realm. Okay, so uh, that is bizarre. I know that's very bizarre. Uh, now I want to go on and cover something that has to do with the war in Ukraine. Now, it seems to be that, well, not everyone's awake yet, which we know, but you guys are awake. You gals, everybody who listens is awake because, again, go look at the previous podcast. And you can see, oh, wow, if, you, if you're new, you can go wake up by go listen, listen to previous podcasts. If you've been listening for a long time, you're part of the apolitical community. You've been, you know the truth well before it comes. You're like literally six, nine months ahead of whatever the mainstream says. So, uh, or if they cover it at all, obviously, they wanted to bury the East Palestine story, but they failed because of citizen journalists and your support. Um, okay, so patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. Donate. So uh, this is important. Apparently, people have not put together, some people, that in 2014, by the way, this is kind of like recognized. The State Department helped Ukraine perform a coup d'etat, an overthrow of their, of their Russian government to put in America, a pro-American government. And then Zelensky's there. Now we're in this war. And Russia's been pushing against the Ukraine board. Listen, I'm just pro-peace. And I'm pro-searching for the truth. Okay? I'm not on either side. I am pro-peace. I want peace. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want young men to die. I don't want civilians to die. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want Ukrainians to die. I don't want Russians to die. I don't want Americans to die. I don't want humans to die. Period. Point blank. It's very simple. I'm pro-peace. Okay? That's my stance. That's the only stance I have. But Trump came out and actually said in public, probably well, what we all know, but apparently some people don't know. So I want to play this clip where he talks about Victoria Newland, who is uh, who helped overthrow and perform the coup d'etat 
in Ukraine in 2014. He literally just came out and said it in a recent video. I can't believe he admitted it. So he admitted the U.S. was behind the 2014 coup in Ukraine. I skipped ahead to this point. It's very short. Just take a listen. For decades, we've had the very same people, such as Victoria Nuland and many others just like her, obsessed with pushing Ukraine toward NATO, not to mention the State Department support for uprisings in Ukraine. Wow. That's a pretty bold statement. He's talking about Victoria Nuland, if you remember. That's the U.S. official who was caught on tape plotting a coup in Ukraine back in 2014. She's the one who says that talking about who the next leader of Ukraine should be and who they decide on, a guy named Yatsenyuk, is exactly who became the new prime minister of Ukraine after the coup in February 2014. And Trump here appears to be referring to that. The State Department supported uprisings in Ukraine, which is, uh, if that's what he's referring to, then this is the highest level person in the U.S. to ever admit to U.S. involvement. That is crazy. That is crazy. Do you realize what a time we live in right now? Complete information war. It's it's unbelievable what's happening. I think a lot more stuff's coming out. And if you actually just huge shout out, I'm in the middle of it right now. But the most recent Joe Rogan or the second most recent Joe Rogan with Eric Weinstein is a very interesting listen. Perhaps there's information they don't want us to know with this whole UFOs and stuff. I'm just go check it out. Go check it out. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. There's some, we're in very interesting times. These are incredible times. These are, no one has lived in times like these for hundreds of years. This is the end of the 500 year financial cycle, which with, before the Rothschilds was another family. This is the end of their 500 year cycle. So perhaps that's why there's some friction. There's going to be a new financial system. The, this, this, this way the world works is just fundamentally over. We're entering a new era. It's all the, it's also the era of Aquarius. I mean, just a lot of things are changing. We are entering a new era of this world. It is the last dimension of this world. There's a lot of signs. There's a lot of data that supports that. It is just a crazy time to be alive. And for a second, let's just all breathe and be super grateful and be super grateful. Now, if we can get the elites to stop saber rattling and dropping nukes and killing people and trying to depopulate everybody, we can do something special. But it looks like it's going to be a little tougher than that. And there's going to be a little bit of friction. But that's okay, because we are going to make it through, because that's what we got to do. So speaking of the end of the system, I just want to cover one last article here, which I think is a very good article called Barbarians Inside the Gate by Dr. Syed Hader. And it's the 400-year-old mistake that has finally run its course and is now destroying the modern world. And this came from the book, The Bitcoin Standard, which is a very, very good read. Uh, fantastic economist. So compound interest bearing debt is the foundation of our entire modern economic system. There are many problems that stem from that beginning with this. Compound interest is an exponential function and closed systems cannot sustain exponential functions. The exponential nature of debt leads necessarily to inflation of the currency in order to pay it back. Inflationary price rises lead to society-wide short-term thinking since the future is now far more uncertain as savings lose value and money tends to be spent rather than saved before it becomes worthless. This leads inevitably to more consumption and less investment in the future, and this gradually leads to the collapse of complex civilization back into barbarism, which means overexpanding conflicts, including, of course, war. And so he goes on and explains what is money, does a really, really good job. Like money has three characteristics. It is a store of value, medium of exchange, and a unit of account. Learn about Bitcoin. I just, I'm just recommending you do that. I'm recommending you do that. Uh, and I want to read the last, it's a great piece. It's a sub stack. I had hater.substack.com. 
Very, very good. By the way, all this stuff with interest is in scriptures, whether it's the Quran, whether it's the Torah, the Bible, it's written everywhere. And so barbarians inside the gate. So I'll read a couple more parts here and then we'll wrap up. Barbarians inside the gates. And what's perhaps even worse than inflationary theft and serfdom is that when people see the purchasing power of their savings evaporating faster and faster due to inflation, they become more and more short-sighted over time. Better to buy stuff now than save for the future or better to invest in something, anything, even some harebrained scheme before my money loses any more value. Think about the Weimar Republic. Short-term, The Death of Money, it's a good uh, book on that. Uh, Short-term thinking means you prefer erecting cheap throwaway buildings with high maintenance costs over more expensive ones with lower maintenance costs that will stand for millennia. And the last part, which he writes the solution, it's a really, really good piece. You really, really got to read. What's the solution? So interest-bearing debt-fueled economies have to expand exponentially, otherwise they collapse. So what that means is, is that for us to maintain our current world reserve currency and financial system is we need to keep producing debt. We need to keep pulling money from the future into the now or the whole thing collapses exponentially. So you're going to see things like war or like warp speed vaccine, just investments everywhere because we have to pull the money into the now. We have to put money. We have to continue to inflate to survive. And so war is a huge one, right? Pandemics is a huge one. It's going to keep happening. They have to, otherwise the system fails. So you're going to see some crazy shenanigans over the next few years for sure. And I think you're seeing it with almost a nuclear war. Pandemics. We're, we're looking to sign the pandemic treaty to get, to relinquish our sovereignty to the WHO so they can control us and basically invest in more. We're seeing a really, it's a really critical turning point uh, in civilization right now. It's wild. I, I believe me, I'm very aware how crazy that sounds, but it's true. So the problem is we live on a finite planet. So you need to expand exponentially, but we live on a finite planet. So they contradict each other. We can't practically expand to fill the universe. There is just so much, unless you listen to Eric Weinstein on Joe Rogan, potentially we can. There is just so much economic value we can create to repay the exponentially rising debts we have built up. This will all collapse very soon. Historically, the answer has been to have a debt jubilee, waive all the existing debts and start over. We will be forced to do that eventually. It is a mathematical certainty. It happens every time. But that doesn't solve the extractive, exploitive, underlying problem of ever-increasing wealth concentration and inequality. It doesn't solve the inflationary effect on the monetary system and the pervasive negative effect that it has on our individual and collective psychology, making people gradually more short-term oriented, less able to build for the future. It doesn't actually solve anything. It just keeps the game of musical chairs going. And it's not just compound interest that is the enemy as the agents well understood. If you open the door to simple interest, it's a slippery slope. Compound interest will come soon enough as we have seen it in the last 400 years as the West first allowed interest and then was slowly devoured by it. And then it ends with interest is war. Interest is war on humanity, a war against the world, a war against God, a war against everything good. So do whatever you can to put an end to it before it's too late. And that, my friends, is literally one of the fundamental reasons why I do the Jonathan Kogan show. All of this massive stuff happening on a macro geopolitical level is a cover-up for the changing world order and the changing world reserve currency. Sure, this might take years, it might take decades, but we are in the midst of it. The friction is real. The feeling that everything's bananas right now is real. There's a lot of interest. Uh, there's a lot of uh, powerful interests trying to control the end game of this. And we don't know who's going to win. 
I personally believe the peasants are going to win. And I think humans will be freer than we've ever been in all of history. We're all popping out of the matrix at different times. We're all realizing that the information control and everything we've learned is basically upside down and totally inverted. And now we're seeing people like praise Satan, like literally at the Grammys and sponsored by Pfizer. And a lot of this information is occult information that we know a lot about that these people just say what they're going to do to your face and they do it because they have to. And they love Satan, like Bill Gates. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy. But I implore you to just learn and read. Okay. Like read the sovereign individual, very good book to read, very important book, but you got to read about the people that currently are in charge of the world. You know, it's all stuff that we're told is conspiracy that we shouldn't look into, but here's the truth. It's real. You got to look into it. We got to come to grips where we're at. We got to recognize the problem and then we need to create a solution together. And that solution is pro-freedom, pro-human, pro-earth, anti-tyranny, apolitical movement, and we are going to take our world back. There's no question. We have to, unless the elites just nuke everybody and then we're donezo. But I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that'll happen. I got faith in the people. So I just want to say thank you to all the new listeners. I promise these will get better. There's just, it's been a crazy week, but I had to post something and I didn't want to leave you hanging. I appreciate all the support. Thank you for everyone who retweeted that, tweeted everything that I post from East Palestine, just covered it, told the truth. Let the real information out. You guys are amazing. You're courageous. You're part of the community. I love you. These podcasts are definitely going to get better, I promise, but I had to post. I had to get back into it. We're back on schedule now, and seriously, I appreciate that you're here. Stay tuned. It's going to be lit. Okay. All right. Until next time, everyone, I love you. Wherever you are in the world, have an amazing day, amazing night, amazing afternoon. It does not matter where you are. You are on the team. And again, if no one told you today, I love you, and I mean it. I swear I mean it, and you deserve to be loved, and you're special in your own way. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. You might be an idiot, but you're probably special in your own way. Okay, God bless. I'll see you tomorrow.